Okay. All right, here we are, everybody. This is another round, another week, another episode of From the Pocket. I am Jake. That guy over there in Dallas-Fort Worth is Christian. How you doing, Christian? <laughs> I'm good, man. How how are you doing, Jake? You know, it's been a pretty wild day. Uh, I know some people have had more wild days than me, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, it's been a pretty busy day. Uh, but I'm ready to talk about this week five. A lot of crazy stuff. Some unprecedented things happened uh, in the middle of Monday Night Football. And I'm not talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, you ready to get into it, Christian? Yeah. All right, well, we can go to, I guess, the headline that everybody's talking about and everybody wants to give their two cents on. John Gruden has resigned as head coach of the law. Not fired. No. Uh, I mean, look, it might have been mutual. I don't know. Nobody really knows what happened behind closed doors. But, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure there were forces beyond John Gruden's control that were also advocating for a resignation. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, he did resign uh, from being the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders Mm -hmm. amid a pretty bad scandal with emails that date from anywhere, I guess, between what, 2010 and 2018. Yeah, when he was working for uh, ESPN. Um, But funny enough, I saw a tweet. I don't have it on me because I didn't save it. Um, But apparently, like... They, John Gruden wasn't the focus of this investigation. This yeah. investigation was supposed to be on the Washington football team and that whole it cheerleading is. scandal. Still. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's not even it's crazy that John Gruden kind of got you know is now the headline of this story. Like, but don't get me wrong. He said some some uh, not he he said some shit that's not you shouldn't be saying. About like calling apparently the uh, uh, Roger Goodell uh, derogatory time, yeah, the F slur, -slur, uh, anti football pussies, called Michael Sam a quote queer, yeah, just just the list goes on. Owner or the head coach of the Cardinal or the Rams or Jeff Fisher, uh, because Jeff Fisher, oh man, never thought I'd be talking about Jeff Fisher, but anyway. I think he called Jeff Fisher like a a pussy or something yeah, like to that for, effect. For drafting yeah. him, yeah. They were he was sending um top. Well, I don't know. I never confirmed if they were topless photos or if they were just photos of cheerleaders. Oh, but he really? was sending photos of cheerleaders. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard. John I mean, Gruden you know, was a part of this. Please fact check us, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, you know, now that you've asked me that, I guess I should double check that. But somebody in that exchange was sending photos to another person. And I thought it was John Gruden sending them to Bruce Allen, the uh, at the time, the uh, Washington GM. Yeah. If uh, yeah. I mean, if it was Washington, then uh, it was probably, uh, you know, Redskins uh, cheerleaders at the time. But um yeah, he's out. Funny enough, I think his son or stepson or something is still the strength coach there, which I think is hilarious. I saw <laughs> nice. that this morning too. But I'm um, not losing my job because my uncle. Crazy. Uh, it, I'm, I'm gonna see how this affects the Raiders team and organization. Right now, they are three and two. Uh, got a bad loss to the Bears. We'll later talk about that game. Uh, really, nothing much to talk about. Justin Fields. I mean, we can talk about it right now. Sure, but yeah, we can get was... it out of the way right now. Uh, Twenty to nine, ugly. That's all I got. Yeah, it was, defense played well. They got to Derek Carr three times. He threw an interception. Um, 
Justin Fields threw his first touchdown, went 12 for 20, 111, 111 yards. Um, didn't really wow us, but they did get a solid contribution out of their running game. Um, yeah, that's all I, that's all I really have. Uh, yeah, so back to John Gruden now. Um, <laughs> back to John Gruden. Look, really, I think the big takeaway from this, and I, I mean, I know I understand the discussion is should this have happened, should this have not have happened. The, the fact of the matter is the National Football League has made a concerted effort yeah, over have. particularly the last decade to change their brand and change their image. The NFL, whether or not you like it or agree with this statement, it has always kind of been seen as a good old boys club, particularly a good old white boys club. Yep. With owners and execs and coaches and front office people just powwowing. But like that's just what it is. The, the, the employees that they employ even are, though the, yeah, exactly. are majority. Uh, I don't know the percentage of the NFL, but it's, it's like 70% it's or something pretty, like that. Yeah. I can't remember the exact number. I don't know what the number is now, but I mean, it's always maintained around that level. And and so the NFL has made a consistent effort to try to get away from that look. And when somebody like John Gruden gets caught making these statements, and I mean, he made these statements for years, you know, and when he got caught, you know, it's not like he went in front of people and, oh, I've learned my lesson. And this. he looked surprised that he got caught. And was just like, I'm not racist. I don't know why everybody's saying that. I'm not. I'm sorry I said that, but I'm not like, like it was. It was implicitly showing that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And so when you have him, and you, I, we don't need to get into how I feel about John Gruden as a coach. <laughs> I bag on him every episode. I'm not a fan of John Gruden as a coach. Uh, you know, when you have him, there is, and you know, to kind of almost invoke Colin Kaepernick. You know, whether or not you agree with what happened to Colin Kaepernick there is a certain degree of you are they will put up with drama depending on how good you are if patrick mahomes went out there and started kneeling and doing what colin kaepernick was doing patrick mahomes is not getting blackballed i mean he's gonna have a job in this league i will say uh that was it the movement in i think last year 2020 or 2019 you know when patrick mahomes came out and kind of kind of backed up what Colin Kaepernick was standing for. I thought Patrick Mahomes doing that, since he's such a big name in this NFL, and, you know, hate to bring the race into it, but <laughs> I'm sorry, there's elements to it. You know, he is mixed, so he does have kind of like both sides. He is lighter tone, so that is also like uh, more, I don't want to say more appealing, but like more comforting than... I don't know. What is it that? It's it's that light skin effect. I know you've yeah, well, talked Colin about Kaepernick it before. Yeah, well, Colin Kaepernick is light skin, but, like, it's like, because... But he it, also had been struggling for a couple years. Yeah. That organization had been falling apart around yeah. him. So it was really easy when he did that, because he was, like, a backup oh, slash yeah. ba- on the bubble at that time. So when he did that, it was really easy to just have everybody pile on him and get him out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, it's... And the same is kind of with John Gruden. I mean... John Gruden has not been successful as as a as a head his coach. Fourth, this is his fourth season, and well, they're three and two, but you know, yeah, they're on their way technically. But we'll, I mean, you know, again, he he struggles in December, has multiple season collapses. So you know, missed the playoffs his first three years there, missed the playoffs many more years than he's made the playoffs as a head coach. So I, I 
I just it's not I just it's not surprising to me that he the the Raiders did not view him as a good enough coach to withstand this kind of drama. And really quick, the other thing I'll say is this also provides them a great opportunity to get out of that contract. True. I mean, That's straight up, that was a contract. bad contract. It was bad from day one, 10 years, 100 million. I don't know no. if anybody liked that deal except Skip Bayless. That was an awful deal. And it evidently, after their second year, it became evident that it was not a good contract. <laughs> and now they got out of it. So good for the Raiders on that front. And also... Matt, uh, not outside of like uh the controversy, like Matt Maydock, Matt May Maydock, Mayock, Mike Mike Mayock, Mayock, their GM. Yeah, I think he should be gone yeah. too. I don't think their draft choices oh. have been excellent. I mean, they've had they've <laughs> hit a few times. They hit on Josh Jacobs, so that that's a good one. Uh, Henry Ruggs, eh? I mean, Darren Waller literally fell into their lap because I think he was originally. Did he get drafted by like the Broncos or something? I think he got drafted by the Ravens, so some team, but then he fell off. And now, you know, he signed with the Raiders. He gave him a second shot. Uh, so he's good. Hunter Renfro's a very intelligent player. One of the most intelligent <laughs> players in the league. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, so Matt Mayock uh, should be uh, should be fired, and then also I want this to this John Gruden is like kind of like the distractor. I think that we should also be getting on Dan Snyder. Uh, I think it's ridiculous oh, that he still is the owner, and all this bad stuff went under his watch. With also like I guess uh, his people under him were are sending racist comments to each other sending potentially naked photos of cheerleaders and pimping them out to uh investors or whatever i I don't remember the story but uh i i think you know john gruden should just be the first domino i don't think don Don, i don't think john gruden should just be the only one that gets uh gets penance from this i want everyone yeah. to get penance for it um <laughs> and they will it's coming don't you worry that's i think that i mean it's a criminal probe like that's gonna come down hard i would imagine it would at least yeah that's my prediction so um <laughs> bold prediction for week uh, eight well we'll see how the raiders react to this uh that is pretty crazy just to lose your coach like that and and so i can't imagine what like some of the like his players think you know um, but. I mean, that's a, and that's another element to it is is John Gruden, you know, he says in the memo, I don't want to be a distraction. And I believe he feels that. Yeah. Like, like you know, for better or for worse, however you feel about him thinking that I do think he believes it's better to just not be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think an element is, you know, how how is he going to go in that locker room after all this? Right? I just don't buy that he's going to be able to like that's just he's going to have lost that locker room. There's nothing there for him. I mean, it, it, yeah. It's um, and I guess one more thing I'll say just just because I'm, we're here. Go ahead. I, I know a lot of people, and they, this is the same kind of. I, I heard this argument a lot with Colin Kaepernick, but it's the other side using it now, where they go, well, you know, the NFL employs all these these you know wife beaters and you have all these people who have done all these terrible things and you know people reference michael vick i've heard him brought up and you know they're allowed to have a job but john groom's not allowed to have a job it's like i don't feel like i don't feel like most people think people who have done terrible things like that should have jobs like you can hate the nfl for their hypocrisy but i just i don't know i don't feel like that's really an argument it's not an argument in defense of john gruden 
that's just a, a bringing up hypocrisy where it exists but it's still i mean john gruden's still messed up like you mm. can't escape that whether or not you think the other people should be punished too doesn't change john gruden so anyway i don't know if you have anything else to add to all that no not really um i'm glad we got yeah. to talk about it uh it's i mean it's an hold on that's an unfortunate thing that we're ha- we're having to talk about but i think uh, i'm glad we're not afraid to try away i know we didn't get like super political like it's it's just our hum- humble opinions but i, I think john Groom did the right thing um and hopefully he gets better for it. This is a very embarrassing, humbling uh, moment of his life. Um, and I hope he, I'm just hoping he can get, he gets better. Cause I mean, it's 2021. It's, we should not uh, be saying those type of uh, things to people. Like we need to, we all need to just grow and be a lot more positive in this world. Cause it's already, uh, pretty shitty. <laughs> oh, well, plus, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm, you know, to, to John Gruden's credit, I guess he was using a personal email. Why you're sending that kind of la- like, I just can't believe you would send that kind of language to some type of personal business email like that. Like, I just, that's, that's so crazy to me. If you're willing to send it there, I mean, I just I imagine they must be really, really cool. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I imagine yeah. they must have been really cool because for him to be just that comfortable in an email, like dropping F slurs <laughs> to to a man's business, a work email, like that's something you might do over like text or something, like Snapchat, like. But well, it makes you wonder what are they sending over exactly. text? <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, that's just that's just a weird element to it. But anyway, now that that's over, we've covered. The game of the week. Yeah, the ga- we covered the game Hell of the week yeah. with the Raiders Bears. We got that out of the way. So <laughs> yeah. we can lead with I, our other games. Man, I should have. We'll start with. I should have put some oh, dew. I should have put some dew on this. We need to start putting dew on this, Jake. Start- I would not have put dew on this game. You would not have gotten that from me. Yeah, you were like, you could get blown out. And I mean, 18 points. That's, that's a blow. That's three possessions. We're, of course, referring to the. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Buffalo mm. Bills and getting thumped, getting mm. just thumped on primetime television. Yeah, they did. Um, I reluctantly picked the Chiefs in a close game, but I did warn that this could be a Bills blowout. I just didn't see the Bills winning this game close. And I was adam—I was adamantly like, no, this is not going to be blowout. But it was. I was like, it, the Chiefs aren't going to be blown yeah. out. But they did. And, um, and I got some thoughts on the Chiefs, but I guess since I'm up first already going ahead. I mean, this game was <laughs> close into 10 minutes into that second quarter. I mean, it was 10. The Bills were, Bills were down 7-10, to 10, but since then, they led this ent- that entire game. They put up 17 points unanswered. The Chiefs had nothing. Couldn't do anything. They had a pick six in the third, and it was just, it was over. And um and I guess this is gonna get into my later point about the Chiefs. Um actually we'll we'll talk about that after the game. Um Josh Allen played phenomenal, 15 for 26, 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, got zacked zero times. He did make some mistakes, uh like uh I think they didn't have a fumble. No, he didn't have a fumble. Never mind. Um 
But got a solid contribution from the running game. Love to see that. I think that would really help the Bills later on in the season. Zach Moss, 11th. I'm running back. Didn't do much. Zach, Josh, majority of this was from Josh Allen. Now that I'm actually looking at the stats. Um, but yeah, he's a threat with his legs. And you love to see that. Leaping over defenders. <laughs> Leaping over. Yeah, Manny Sanders had two touchdowns. Knox, their tight end, had a touchdown. Um, but that Bills defense, this Bills defense is is playing well. That kid, uh, Rizzo, uh, I remember the broadcast uh, talking about him, uh, talking about him, and they highlighted him a lot. I mean, the kid was af- active. Five total tackles for solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, a pass breakup, and a QB hit. So he was all over the stat board. I think this Bills pass rush looks really now. I think this pass rush is really good. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is eh. It's better than others. Still coming but, together, but it, though. Yeah, but it's still kind of average. Like you said, it's still coming together. I think they're in there. Most guys are in there. No, actually, no, that's the Steelers. Uh, most guys, I think majority of that line is in their like, first or second year, while the other, like their tackles are like uh, starters and stuff. But um but no, Bills, Bills look legit. Kansas City, though, um, I got some thoughts on Kansas City. Here are my thoughts. Um, first of all, <laughs> they need to straight up just change their game plan. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. I, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes need to all come in together and figure this out. What, what, the I, what I think they should do is become the Cowboys. And what I mean by that is... Ooh, I don't know, man. Look, get, at least get, you need more out of your running game. Because your defense is bad. Your defense... But can they get that? It's terrible. And then you have a bad defense, and now Patrick Mahomes is taking risks. He's he's back-to-back uh, games. I mean, actually, not, I, don't, I don't know if it's back-to-back, but let's look at, look at all the three games they have lost. They have lost to the Ravens, they have lost to the Chargers, and they have lost to the Bills. What is the common denominator throughout those games? They turned the ball over. Patrick Mahomes was throwing interceptions, and they ran into good offenses that can keep up with them. So, to mitigate that... They need to get a better running game. So I, I like uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I think they just need uh stop like taking deep shots. Like you got Travis Kelsey, you got Tyree Kill. I get it, Mikael Harmon. All these guys can fly around, but they need a they need some more contribution out of their running game because if if your defense is this bad and Chris Jones did play in this game. Even though, like, he's their best uh, off defensive player. Like, I like Tyron Matthew, but I, Chris Jones' value is way higher. Um, but I, they need to to help their defense to not be on the field so much. They need to find a way to get this run game so going. Is that quick passes? I mean, they throw in quick screens and stuff. But I think what they need to do is get like a. Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott type power back for them. Like Clyde Edwards Alaire, I like. He's a little small. And they got Darren Williams, Darrell Williams, but I think they really just need that big beefy guy that can go get those, you know, third medium to third and short kind of plays. So like Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to be great all the time. Because we're seeing it. He can't be great all the time. 
defenses are catching up to them and then and they're running into offenses that can keep up with them and when they're turning the ball over and their defense can't stop anybody you're gonna lose most of these games and they have like the two games they beat the eagles and then they beat the uh uh who who was their other win they beat the they have the browns and they've beaten the eagles yeah they, they beat the browns and the eagles which you know, credit to them. They beat the Browns. They were at home. That's opening, but that's probably like their best game they've played so far this season. And that was not a well played game. Like after that game was over, we were kind of like, oh, the Chiefs, Chiefs still got to come together. Like they looked like they were sleepwalking through this game. And who knew five weeks in we'd go, that's probably their best game. <laughs> I mean, maybe against the Ravens, they played pretty well. You know, I mean, they were one crucial mistake away from winning that game. So. But, yeah, I mean, the point is they're struggling. True. I mean, and, you know, they could have won that uh, Chargers game, but this was a really red flag. Like, I get the Bills are a really good team. Um, they're showing it um, good. So good on the Bills. Most people are picking them in their top – their best team in the NFL. Um, mm, I mean, at, yep, at the moment, they're playing yeah. like it because Arizona – we'll talk about that game. Uh, but I didn't really like what I saw in that game. But but I'll get more into my thoughts on that. But um, I mean the Bills—they look real good. They got their revenge from the AFC Championship game going into uh Kansas. I don't know their stadium name. I'm going into their stadium. Arrowhead. Arrowhead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a literal <laughs> literal air. I'm Christ, looking yeah. at their. <laughs> it's so low. It's so low, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I rambled on a lot. But you you can go ahead, Jake. That I I I was thinking about this game a lot. No, it was the game. I mean, there's there was a couple of really good games this week, but this was the game. Um, the way it, the build up to it, and the way it all went down. I mean, we had the thing that was really interesting about this is in the middle of the game at halftime, it was obviously delayed for a significant amount of time yeah, because of the lightning in the area, mm-hmm. which is ironic because y'all were getting the same exact storm system. They were just way north of it. But I digress. Um, usually when that happens it kind of gives the team that's losing <laughs> a chance to really rebound, yeah. right? Because it's almost like you're yeah. coming out playing a second game in a way because you have to go out and warm up again. You get to fix some, you get some extra time to, you know, talk about like what was going wrong and you're in make more adjustments. Exactly. And, you know, you saw that with the Super Bowl back in, it was the 2012-2013 season, mm-hmm. the 49ers and the Ravens. They had that uh, blackout and the Ravens had been dominating that game, but it, it allowed the 49ers to regroup and they got back into the game and it came down to a final play near the near, near the end zone. So, you know, the Chiefs got that opportunity and what happened when they came out? They still couldn't do anything. <laughs> they they got fortunate. The Bills didn't score in the third quarter, but I mean, or their offense didn't score in the third quarter. Rather, their defense did. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it was just it was dominating through and through really for, for the Bills and the the Chiefs. Just, I mean, I was I can't remember the last time. I I watched a Chiefs game. It went into a Chiefs game just actively worried that their offense wouldn't be able to keep up because their defense was just going to fail so hard. I mean, (laughs) you just knew they were. Their defense failed, gave up 436 total yards, but also their offense failed. Yeah, their offense didn't play well either. 
Patrick Mahomes had three turnovers. He also he had a fumble, lost it, and Pringle, their other their receiver, had a fumble, lost it, and he threw two picks. Well, and one was a pick six. So it's a lot yeah, of turnovers. The interceptions I give him slack for. Those really weren't his fault, but I mean, he didn't play well. He was missing throws, and it was it was just a bad performance for that whole team. Um, lucky for them, they have some easy games coming up, so they can kind of right the ship. And they need to figure. Yeah. They need to figure something out. So take these. Let, let me see their next few games. Okay, so they got Washington. Uh, I think I already saw the spread for that. So that should be pretty good game. Uh, I don't know. Chase Young, I don't know. Wash, they still lost. Never mind. Um, but yeah, Titans. Titans could be smelling blood. They can beat the Giants. And then they got the Packers. Ooh, they play the Cowboys. Ooh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, and we'll get to the Cowboys. We'll get to my Cowboys. You don't have to worry about my Cowboys. Yeah, we'll get to them. Oh, I actually don't have the Cowboys on our agenda. <laughs> Silly me. Yeah, I don't even. We could just talk about that at the end. That can be a rapid fire game, as far as I'm concerned. True. Um, because I have no new thoughts on the game. We'll we'll talk about it later. But the point is, the Bills look really good, and the Chiefs struggling. Struggling. So with that, we can move on to our other headliner AFC game of the week: the Chargers and the Browns. Christ, bro! Did you see what they did in the fourth quarter? Who? The Chargers. Oh, yeah, dude. It was – well, so that's that's some context, actually. The Browns were up in this game by two possessions. Yeah. And, I mean, they were, they were dominating the game. They were running the ball. And the Chargers, I mean, a, a great fourth quarter. They were able to come back, and it just became a slugfest. There were so many points okay. scored in the fourth that, quarter. That, uh, so it was 27 to 13 to the – the Brown just give some context. So the Browns scored in their opening drive. It seems Nick Chubb had a 52 yard run. It was 27 to 13. Um, probably went back and forth because the Chargers didn't score until six minutes, and they kind of did, did that. But they made it 21 27, and they brought it within one. 20, well, they can't got the lead. Brown scored, and they just traded touchdowns, and then uh, the Chargers just bounced back. But what a crazy game! Um. Let me give you some stats real quick. I'm sorry, Jake, to cut you off, but I'm not sorry because I guess I keep doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> I do have it marked down a couple times. I gotta go in and clean it up. So, <laughs> so uh, the Browns and the Chargers combined for 89 total points, 1,025 total yards, 52 first downs, and 12 touchdowns. What a crazy game this was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Nutso game. A lot of people calling it a classic as soon as it was over. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, 47-42. It's a high it's a high score offensive game. It's like that uh that Rams Chiefs game we saw years ago with Jared Goff. Yeah, Monday night. So that that's probably it's probably this game is gonna be in that regard. Even though these two teams are pretty well built. It's it's crazy that they both did uh, this amount of damage to each other like this. No defense was played. Uh, Justin Herbert played awesome. 26 for 43, four touchdowns. Um, Austin Eckler, he also had, got oh, in man. for a touchdown, so he had five total touchdowns on the day. Austin Eckler had 17 for 66, two touchdowns. Mike Williams got in. For uh, scored both of his touchdowns and Austin Eckler and some guy named Donald 
prepare him. Um, although the hand, David Njoku had a monster game, seven for seven. 149 yards, had a touchdown, had that big run uh, when I think it was uh, food. Oh, they made it 35-28 early in that fourth quarter with 10 minutes left. Uh, so, crazy, crazy game. Uh, a lot of penalties. Um, it's At this point, it's expected the Chargers to have at least yeah. four, four four seven penalties in a game they had six or 49 uh cleveland had Jeez. seven for 77 um best game uh, i've seen i think since that Chiefs games uh bakers played he went 23 for 32 305 yards two touchdowns um I'm, but the way the defense was playing i mean uh it, this he should be throwing this this should be a good game where he should ball out because no defense was played. <laughs> Nick, I can't believe they rushed for 230 yards and still lost. Yeah. I mean, it's – I hate to say this. I have some notes about the quarterback. So, Go ahead, baby. You know, I like Baker. I, yeah, I, yeah. I do like Baker. I feel like every time I say this, like every segment we do on Baker, it's like, I like Baker, but, <laughs> but. I, you know, so – it's just it's unfortunate because he is a more limited quarterback yeah he just is he and he gets up against these other guys you know you put him one-on-one against justin herbert josh allen lamar jackson who he has to play twice a year patrick mahomes and he just he just does not keep up with those guys and you see it because he's got he has the ball at the end of the game let's go down and score a touchdown and win this game and They've put up 42 points, so you know they're not having a hard time. <laughs> and no timeouts. I think there's like a minute 20 left or something. They get 12 yards in four plays and lose almost all their time. That, like more than half their time is yeah, gone that's after it. they only get 12 yards. On. I mean, it was terrible. And I, I don't know. Like it, it really just gives me pause to say that the Browns can go all the way with Baker Mayfield. I just it's like, it's starting to look rough. I know. Um, um I mean this was it. This was a ma- massive game for him. And yeah. he he got outplayed and he had a chance to win it at the end and if he fell through on it. Starting to um, my coworker who uh, likes to talk, uh, he uh, started to like, see the Browns. You said the Browns were better than the Bills. I was like, I had the Browns like number two and the, actually, no. Yeah, I had like the Browns number one or number two. And then I had like, the Bills like third behind Kansas City. Like, so I, I don't, I don't know why I'm getting so much flack, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a great point you brought up about Baker. This was a game that he, uh, his team, his team it needed him to step up and he didn't, um, at least at, toward the end. Uh, but I think we should give our flowers to the chargers. They look really good. Um, you, you know, it just, it just really hurts, um, being a Dolphins fan and seeing Justin Herbert just uh, go off like this, throw for nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns and just ball. And after he got the starting job because the team doctors uh, <laughs> decided to go over Tyrod Taylor's career, Tyrod Taylor's career. Well, yeah, I guess it didn't get over, but it just 
Mulvert that year, and now look what we got. He won Rookie of the Year last year, and he's continuing it. I know we were probably hesitant about him coming into the second season. Maybe he'll have a slump, but now this charge. I was not. This Chargers team was hung. I was probably a little bit. I probably yeah no I think I was, but no this Chargers team is humming. Um, need a fixed yes. defense. This was pretty bad since the quarterback was inferior. You gave up 42 points. Um, I'm looking at that running game. They need to fix that running game if the uh if you let a team rush for over 200 200 yards, something's wrong. Uh, something's wrong. So they ain't figure that out. Yeah. They need to get some uh front seven pieces. But I mean really if the uh if Sunday night football had been canceled, the the Chargers would be the talk of the league yeah. this week. I man, it's it's unfortunate it's the Chargers because this this if any other team was this good, they'd be getting more hype. But uh, because I it's don't the know, Chargers. I think I think the league is excited for the Chargers. I am. You know? I think um, everyone should but be. I, I will say I had them go winning twelve games this year, so I feel very good about that at this point. But. The big thing I want to say, the big takeaway, and this is kind of wrapping into the game we've already talked about with the Chiefs and the Bills, is since 2017, you've seen a real shift in the AFC, right? You've seen all of, of the 16 teams in the conference since 2017, 11 of the 16 teams have drafted uh, a rookie quarterback in the first round. So we've seen a lot of new turnover in that in that area so these past few years the real question has been okay so who is gonna emerge as the 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 quarterbacks of the future in this conference and we knew one of them was gonna be patrick mahomes we knew that real quick so one of them oh like when he first when he got drafted we're there there not not when he got drafted when he started playing and halfway through his first year we went oh my god this guy's (laughs) crazy okay i guess so so patrick mahomes got one of those slots Mm -hmm. and i think if we think about it i'm kind of thinking about it like in the early 2000s when you had the three-headed monster in the AFC <laughs> was Tom Brady, Peyton, Peyton Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. And ben Roethlisberger. And Joe Flacco was there sometimes. Or so it's it's funny because from 2001 to 2018, every single Super Bowl had one of those quarterbacks in it for the AFC, <laughs> except for one which was in 2012 when Joe Flacco made it. So, I mean, however many years that is, I think that's, what, 17 or something out of 18 years? Mm -hmm. You had those three quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. So, I think we could see something similar to that with this generation of quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And I think those three quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. I think it's clear it's those three. You don't don't put uh, Lamar in there? I put Lamar in the elite B tier. I think him and Joe Burrow are kind of on similar. But now that said, Lamar, I thought I took, I made this take before Monday Night Football. (laughs) So so Lamar might end up in there. I I, I think Lamar will go to one or two Super Bowls in his career. I don't know if he'll go to as many as Josh Allen or just, you know, just look, the the Chargers are cursed. So we got to see how they do. But if we start this timeline in 2019, Patrick Mahomes already been to two straight. So, <laughs> right. so we've already two for two as far as I'm concerned in this new generation. Um, so we'll see how that ages. But I think these three guys are the future of this conference with 
Pat with uh, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and hey maybe Trevor Lawrence makes it in there somewhere but I just Jaguars too I I'm not convinced they're going to go to a Super Bowl mm. it's the same with the Bengals I think Joe Burrow will be awesome I don't think he'll ever go to a Super Bowl so unfortunate for him but we can move on to I'm glad you brought up the Bengals because that was the I guess the third biggest game of this week. Well, so actually, oh. I wanted to go to uh, Broncos Steelers really quick just to wrap up the <laughs> AFC West. So just uh, I don't have too many thoughts on this other than uh, I hate the Broncos Same. this week. That was garbage. I picked them. I bet on them, and they let me down big time. Uh, I don't believe in the Steelers. That's all I got. Same, but uh, <laughs> they this offense is not good. <laughs> Just straight up, this Broncos offense is not good. I know, and it's probably, it was telling uh, since the beginning of the year when they were beating up bad teams. Uh, but, I mean, they did put up some 13 points, garbage points, but the Steelers kind of had this game, you know, wrapped up uh, in the, in the, since the first half. It was or 17 to 6. Uh, ben Ronsberger probably played his best game of the season. Uh, not, not probably <laughs> yeah. did 15 for 25 True. 253 yards two touchdowns was pushing the ball down the field I saw a little bit I know uh, Deontay uh, Johnson he had a uh, uh, I think a 50 yard long touchdown and Chase Claypool got a touchdown five catches 130, 130 yards six targets Najee Harris finally which I I had notes. I took notes for these games uh, that I was seeing just in the first. Uh, I dropped off in the second half, but uh, <laughs> one of my notes for this game was Najee Harris. Najee Najee Harris is doing his best, and I was like <laughs> in the first half, but he he had a good game. Twenty three carries, hundred and twenty two yards, a touchdown, five point three yards, uh, averaging so. Yeah, good win by the uh, Steelers. Uh, that defense really showed up and made uh, Teddy Bridgewater look like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, which he didn't have a terrible game. He did have an interception. His running game was eh. Javante Williams had eight catch, eight carries, 61 yards, 7.6 yards per carry, which is looking at that makes me think, why didn't they just run the ball more? But... Um, but no, this uh this Broncos defense, or this Broncos, this Steelers defense was they only had two sacks, but dude, they were they were there's pressure all over uh Teddy Bridgewater in that game. They had five QB hits, uh, and four tackles for loss. Um, but real dominating win. I would give I want to give more credit to the uh the Steelers defense more than the offense, even though the offense did their job for the most part. Uh, you know, Ben didn't turn the ball over. Got two touchdowns. Najee Harris got in too. So they had that offense was just did enough to win this game. Uh, big biggest thing that came out of this game, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, went down. I think he went down in the, yeah in the second quarter. It looked like he got hit low, but I think they were saying it's his shoulder or something, and he's gonna be out for probably the rest of the season so that's a big hit also i think i saw a uh, big ben injured his finger so you know watch that um throughout the week i still think he's gonna be fine they'll probably put a splint on it or whatever and quote unquote fine and, yeah i mean it football fine <laughs> is what i mean uh, they are playing 
Seattle a very I think they I think even that game's at home so that should be a very easy winnable game for them you know Russ is not out I I wouldn't expect anything to uh from um what's his name Geno Smith and I think I just saw today uh Blake Bortles they're trying out Blake Bortles so I'm not too scared of this uh Steelers offense Steelers this uh Seahawks offense really and that defense has been uh Garbo so yeah that's all I got all right perfect uh with that we can move on to our last game for this episode and then we're gonna come back at you with part two but we got the monday night extravaganza which was a crazy game uh just just mostly ravens not playing well at all and the colts shocking everybody and then lamar jackson just going off (laughs) in the fourth quarter in a way that is i mean just crazy what do you know 36 of 43 or something like that he went uh 37 for 43 which is 80 37 43 86 percent had 442 yards his first 400 yard passing game four touchdowns um yeah um i'll give my quick thoughts on this i didn't see i was working out yesterday so i saw uh, i heard most of that first uh most of the first quarter some of the second quarter and then i just dropped off from there um the colts were up at uh, 25 to 9 late in the third and going into no into the fourth uh they it was 25 to 9 i'm like oh the colts got this and then i see Baltimore's kind of creeping back up. They, they scored a touchdown, like 17-25. I'm like, nah, the Colts still got it. And <laughs> it came back. Mark Andrews caught a touchdown, four-yard touchdown pass, 39 seconds left on the clock, went in overtime. They got the ball first and went down the field in 10 plays, uh, and Marquise Brown caught the game-winning uh, touchdown to end the game. But uh, Colts should be damn shaming themselves. You up by two possessions into the fourth quarter, and you've only given up nine points to uh, Baltimore's uh, offense, and you lose this game. That whew, that's a little sus, sussy baka. Yeah, yeah. This season is is turning into more and more of a nightmare scenario for the Colts. They just, you know, I mean, look, they've they've got to win uh, against your Dolphins, unfortunately. So that's nice for them. That was definitely uh, outside of maybe the Rams game where they played the Rams close. That was their best performance of the year. But it feels like every week we see the Colts lose in a new way. Oh, is it this week? Is Carson Wentz having a bad game? Is this week? their offensive line not showing they, up uh, is it this week they can't stop the run is it oh this week they're gonna blow essentially a three possession lead almost <laughs> and uh that's gonna be that's just gonna be how it goes they, so uh, looking at like other reasons why they may have lost this game they didn't miss uh two kicks uh field goals uh and their kicker uh missed the extra point so some points there that would have definitely helped them hold on to that lead and make it like a, too insurmountable by the Ravens. But hey, give hey, give the uh, you know, I'm gonna give my props to the Ravens. They fought back. They said they can't play from behind, but they they've been playing from behind. And True. They've been they were winning. They're winning games. So you know, good on them. I'm glad Lamar is playing well. Um. He's, you know, it's it's funny because first off, Lamar totally messed up again. All my takes this week, mm-hmm. I had my top. Uh, you know, in our next episode, we're gonna go through my top ten teams. Mm. Can't wait to pick that apart. 
yeah i know i know you can't but uh you know i had them in a certain place well i gotta maybe rearrange where i put them now because because lamar i also i remember when lamar won the mvp you know year before last and i was super happy for lamar but i also remember kind of thinking eh, probably not gonna happen again you know <laughs> everything just really came together for him you have a lot of incredible quarterbacks coming up in the conference you know it, it's just it's really hard to win two mvps and i just wasn't i just wasn't sure Lamar it was going to add up for him again and you know we've been talking about Josh Allen and Justin Herbert as the MVPs and Kyler Murray as the MVP has Lamar not entered that conversation at this point he's definitely a dark horse no pun intended uh he yeah no Lamar is definitely up there he should be at least in the top five we should do a, a a um an MVP race at some point. Yeah, I would like to do that. We should. Uh, maybe like mid-season. Well, there is no really mid-season anymore. Uh, week nine. Yeah, we can. Okay. <laughs> That's a good Week nine, we can, we can hit y'all with the MVPs. Oh, do like rookie of the year, uh, offensive player, defensive rookie of the year, which is That'd be cool. pretty easy. I think Micah Parsons is the best rookie, defensive rookie out there. He's getting the most hype because he does play for the unfortunate team that I will not name. <laughs> and Jamar Chase, honestly, I think he's leading the league in like 20-plus yards touchdowns I saw. Um, balling out, had an astonishing catch in that Green Bay game. Um, we'll talk about, whoa, you're spoiling the next episode. I'm that's sorry, the opening game. But I was just, I just happened to ramble, and that's what I ramble on, <laughs> other football stuff. Oh, well, in that case, we can uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, but yeah, everybody, have a. We'll see you in the next episode. Uh, won't be long now, so take it easy.